This show is about your mental health. While it's supported by the pillars of positivity and hope, if you find yourself in crisis, please reach out for help. In many communities in both the United States and Canada, you can dial 211 to be connected to mental health and crisis services in your region. While it may seem like it at times, you are not alone. It's perhaps the biggest roadblock to better mental health, being present, meditating. The mind wanders. Stop worrying about tomorrow, we're told. Well, I can't do that for long. Well, my guest has one word for you. Chill. Right now on The Happy Molecule. Well, hello, welcome to The Happy Molecule. I'm Kevin Frankish. Brian Robinson is a psychotherapist and best-selling author. Alanis Morissette, in fact, credits him with saving her life. Incredible success like hers often comes with a price. And indeed, she'd become a workaholic and knew that was killing her. She credits Brian's methods for turning it all around, his methods and her learning to chill. I speak with him from his home in North Carolina. Well, hello, Brian. Well, hello, Kevin. <laughs> uh, let's talk about chilling, dude. And, and, and I think those oh. two words, they, they seem to go together, <laughs> don't they? Chill and dude. Yeah, right. Kick back, have a beer. You know, the ball, watch the ball game or the sunset or whatever. Your yeah. book, Chill, Turn Off Your Job and Turn On Your Life. This actually has meaning not just for those who may be workaholics, but in your day-to-day -day life. And, and we can replace job with anything else. That's right. It can be, you can be a retiree and, and be overdoing it and, and focused on doing and not being uh, you can be a student, you can be a stay-at-home parent, you know, so it, 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 you can be anybody and not be in the present moment and pay attention to what's going on now. Most of us live either in the past with regret or in the future, worried about what's going to happen. And it's the present moment where life occurs, and sometimes we miss that altogether. So chill is really about how to be in the present moment because what we know is when I can be in the present moment, um, it activates what we call the parasympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. which is the rest and digest response. I always uh, think of a car, you know, uh, a lot of us are speeding through life uh, with the gas, but we don't have the brakes. And if you, if you were literally a car, you'd go off the cliff if you didn't have brakes. And so hashtag chill is the name of the book. And it's really about uh, putting the brakes on. And I've developed something called micro chillers that are five minutes or less. Uh, because usually when I talk about meditation or being the present moment, especially with my clients, hands go up. Like, I, I, no way, there's no way I can't do any more. But the truth is the science shows that in five minutes or less, we can be in the present moment, which slows down the heart rate, which boosts the immune system, um, give, uh, gives your fatigue to mind clarity, just has all kinds of benefits. And we can actually see it, uh, which is, I'm a scientist, basically. I want to be able to, to know that this is just not hogwash, that it's real. And we can see changes in the brain uh, in MRIs. And there's a lot of research coming out showing that. 
So in five minutes or less, and they're 1440 minutes in a day, if I take five minutes, I still have 1435 to do just about whatever needs to be done. And some of these things you can do, some of these micro chillers, you can do walking to your car or, you know, <laughs> going to the bathroom because it's really about uh, slowing down on the inside. And uh, I can actually, I'm going to throw this out. So we, we probably won't want to do this now, but everybody who's listening after the, this is over, if you just sit for actually one minute, I have people do this for one minute. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Let, let's try that. You want to do right. it? Okay. Let, let's cool. do that. Okay. Let's what chill, do do? everybody. Okay. So, uh, uh, Kevin, would you keep time for okay. a minute and just tell us when to start? But what we're going to do is, as you're, uh, when Kevin says start, we're just going to listen to all the different sounds around you. Now, that can be your gurgling stomach. It could be the heating system or the cooling system. It could be ambient noise like traffic or an airplane, uh, a ticking clock. Just notice whatever the sound is and don't try to memorize them. This is not a trick. Uh, and uh, just notice how many different sounds you can hear. Okay. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a timer for one minute so that I can participate. Okay. Oh, good. And uh, so there might be a, I hope it's not too jarring a sound when it ends, but uh, try and turn it down a bit. Okay. So now while we're doing this, uh-huh. eyes closed, any it's sitting posture, anything? So yeah, what, just sitting. Well, actually, you can just be sitting anywhere as long as okay. you're just sitting erect and just... Uh, Eyes closed or open. It's up to each person what feels okay. comfortable. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my eyes closed. If you could keep an eye on everything for me, I'd appreciate it, Brian. Don't okay. let anybody walk away with anything behind I won't. me. Okay. okay. <laughs> and, and, and so, again, what we're doing is we are going to just listen to right. what's going on around us. Even if we don't think there's much going on around us, we you might be surprised. Okay. You will be. Yes. Here we go. In three, two, one. Okay. Okay. There we go. Now, Kevin, I'll ask you, what do you notice inside your body? Um, if it makes sense, I notice a calming, but as weird as this may sound, I notice a calming between my mouth down towards my heart, just in, in that area of my upper chest. I notice, I notice a bit of a, of a calming. Uh-huh. Anything else? Um, 
I don't know if this was supposed to happen, but I, I noticed sort of a, a, a an anticipation and, and and almost giddiness. Is that? Oh. I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I should have warned you. I'm a very weird person. Okay, Brian. So let's just well, let's just start off with that. Well, to me, that doesn't sound weird. It sounds like a common experience that people have, uh, because what just happened is you moved into what I call the C spot. Okay. Uh, what is the C spot? C spot is a place inside that is composed of a number of C words. One of which is calm that you mentioned, um, creative. Uh, clarity, creative, and I think you know what. As you said that, uh-huh. I think that's where my what my eagerness was there was kind of like yeah. I want to do something. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, um, curiosity, mm-hmm. uh, confidence, uh, courage, and courage in, in the sense of uh, to feel like you can stick your neck out and uh, you know to do something really. Uh, different in your life that can lead to something great mm-hmm. doesn't have to it's not dangerous but just uh, you know speaking in front of your colleagues for example or doing just sticking your neck out it helps you grow we call it a growth mindset um, connection connectedness you feel more connected to yourself now you have to practice these micro chillers of course like if you go to the gym uh, you're not going to lose weight the first day but as you start to lift weights or do whatever you do at the gym, you start to notice you, you're stronger, you um, maybe lost a few pounds, or you're, you can pick things up you couldn't pick up before. And what this does, it widens what we call the resilient zone. Scientists have named it resilient zone. What that means is over time, if I practice these micro chillers, and that's just one example, um, they start to become more automatic. In other words, I just automatically uh, feel more calm no matter what happened just now. Somebody snaps at me and I typically might react with anger. Uh, I might not feel that anger so much. I might just be aware that, oh, that, you know, you just snapped at me. Uh, In other words, I don't react. I act instead of react more because it it keeps me in my center, which is another C word. I'm more centered. Therefore, when I show up in life, I come from that place instead of just an automatic reaction of negativity. And the other thing I'm going to tell you, I noticed that uh-huh. not doing anything, sitting still, being quiet for one minute is a long time. It did. Uh, for a lot of people, it will feel like a long time if you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Once you practice it a little bit, one minute is... Uh, is not as long as it seemed, but think about this. Uh, that was one minute out of a day. What if you do that for five minutes on a regular basis? Just imagine how much more calm you're going to be and clear minded and focused and, and really happy get use the word giddy. I like that word. Um, I, I, I try to use all C words though, because it is the C spot and I use the word comedic. Um, but, uh, that lightheartedness and, and celebration and joy is part of being in the C spot. The other thing most people will notice they were in the present moment. They weren't thinking about whatever has been on their mind. Everybody's struggling with something. We all are. Uh, but in that brief amount of time, you're just in the present moment. 
And so it turns off the red alert, the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. And for the most part, our, our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous systems are, are part of the uh, the autonomic uh, nervous system. Yeah. So they, yeah. they, they usually just work in the background all the yeah. time uh, right. without us doing something. And so you were talking about retraining mm-hmm. the parasympathetic nervous system to, to kick in, which... Yeah. A lot of us might think, well, that's impossible. We can't, we can't teach ourselves to blink our eyes differently or beat our heart differently, but we can. Which we can. And we have a name for it. It's called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is when, when I do something different in the heat of the moment that I normally would do, it starts to create new neural pathways in the brain. Uh, and again, we know that. This is not hogwash. This, you can see the changes in the brain. Um, and then so what happens, back to what I said about the resilience zone, it becomes natural. Yeah, you can change your brain. You literally can change your brain. And this is just one example. I also meditate five minutes or more a day. And what I do there is just watch my breath. But there again, just watching my breath as I inhale and then exhale, uh, I'm in the present moment. And I'm not worried about what am I going to, how am I going to handle that situation? And, uh, you know, um, worried about the pandemic or whatever. Um, in that moment and stress-free and it, uh, again, boosts your immune system and uh, your digestive system. And it just has all kinds of, kind of positive benefits to it. Lifestyle challenges us so much more now than it ever did. It almost makes it seemingly impossible to, to find time for these micro chillers. You know, yeah. I, I think back to a time, okay, I'm going to tell you, my, my favorite show as a kid, and I think you'll appreciate this being from North Carolina, was Andy of Mayberry. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think one of the things I always remembered from that was Sundays in Mayberry and how Andy and Barney would sit out on the porch Andy would be strumming his guitar and Barney would be sipping a lemonade and they just, you know, Barney would say, Oh, you know what? I think I might, uh, might go see what Thelma Lou is doing. Yep. 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 Might, might do that. Everything was a much slower pace. You know, we didn't go shopping on Sundays. We worked nine to five. There wasn't a 24 seven society out there. Things were closed. Yeah. How, yeah. How is it? possible to to try and go back to that time at least in our minds a time when we said listen there is a time to work and there's a time when i'm not at work yeah and that's the the concept of balance life balance what you're describing is what the italians call the sweetness of doing nothing and they still (laughs) do that it's part of their culture we're we've lost it here but it is coming back one of the things that I do, you mentioned I live in the mountains and I'm fortunate enough to have a beautiful view of the Blue Ridge Mountains and the sunsets. Mm-hmm. And I call this uh, being instead of doing. And I sit and watch the sunset and I'm not thinking about anything but the sunset. So I'm in the mountains and the mountains are in me at the same time. Now I call that, this is another micro chiller, a to-be list. What I would encourage everybody listening to do after this is over is to 
but most of us have a to-do list, if not written in our head. Uh, what if you have a to-be list mm. uh, where you do nothing? Like Andy and uh, Aunt B and Opie yeah. and Barney. You, Barney Fife, is that his name? Bar- yes, you, yeah. Yeah. Come on, I'm they telling you, do. I'm telling you, how far are you from Mount Pilot and well, Mount Pilot Mount, far. I think was yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it was filmed here. Now Andy's front was from here. Yeah, yeah. So uh we it it's part of uh bringing balance to our lives because think about if I have a to-be list, I'm talking about activating my parasympathetic to go with my to-do list, which is the sympathetic, the gas. So you've got the gas and the brakes working together. We need both. Hmm. I okay. I need you to explain this to be list a little bit more to me. Okay. Still, I'm still not getting it. Okay. So a to be list would be uh, if if I ask everybody uh, what do you have on your to do list, they would just rattle it off because they they know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, part of what we're doing with the neuroplasticity is flipping that to bring balance. So. What is, what's on your to-be list? And most people are going to go blank and not even know what that means. Mm-hmm. But it, it requires your brain to think a little wider about, okay, so what are some things I can do to just be? And you named what used to be a common thing that we've kind of lost. Uh, it used to, I mean, people didn't even use that to think about it. They just did it. But nowadays, because of the way our culture has moved, you, you have to actually think about what that means. And some people will say, gosh, when I sit, I get restless. I, I feel like I should be doing something. We hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. But as you start to practice it, it starts to feel more automatic and it brings balance to your internal system. So it can be uh, watching um, a hummingbird, uh, you know, or, or bees pollinated flower. It, to me, na- nature always comes up. Um, it can be uh, uh, holding a newborn baby or a young baby and just just noticing uh, their face. It could be when you go to work, uh, instead of just brushing by the same people every day and, and the same things every day, really stepping back and noticing uh, as if you've been you're there for the first time. Like sometimes I'll do that when I'm driving in, in the city of Asheville, which is just a small city surrounded by mountains, I'll pretend it's the first time I've ever been here. And so all of a sudden, I see things I would not have normally seen. So it widens your perspective and gives you an appreciation for life. We, we quite often forget what used to excite us. I know as a kid, I grew up in Northern Ontario uh, we didn't have a lot of big buildings. So when I came to Toronto as a kid, I remember escalators and they were the most amazing thing. And I couldn't wait to get on an escalator and I examined it and, and I loved it. And I enjoyed every second I was on that escalator. Yeah, I use escalators every day now and poof, no big deal. Yeah. And I want to okay. go back to that excitement of knowing that any tips on trying to reignite that for your to-be list? Well, I call it uh, fresh eyes. Uh, Again, um, you can really have that experience, Kevin, next time you see an escalator. Uh, What we have to do is get in the present moment because the reason we don't see these things anymore is because we're not in the present moment. Mm -hmm. But if you 
are intentional about being in the present moment, you see the escalator, you remember how much you appreciated it and how excited you were to get. I remember exactly what you're saying. I had that same experience as a kid. It was fun. It was, uh, it was novel. It was new. You can recreate that. Can you do it over and over though? Well, let me tell you, I'll give you an example. I went many, many years ago, I was in Florence, Italy. Uh, And then I went to, um, uh, Oh, what's the town that, where they have the gondolas? Venice. Oh, Venice. It was yes. Venice. And I remember I was so overwhelmed with the sights and the sounds of the music echoing out of the canals, the smell of the food. And uh, I, I just remember being, I was in my C spot. It was just, you know, incredible. Well, the next day I noticed garbage in the canal and I noticed some graffiti on the antiquities and then the next day it was so hot and then the, the pizza and the pasta, I was stuffed. And I remember thinking, this place is not what it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, now, wait a minute, what changed here? This is the same place I stepped foot in the first day. So that means I can recreate what I felt. Now that requires thinking about, you know, the present moment. Uh, so instead of walking away and thinking it was old hat, I recreated the beauty and the, the smell and the taste that I had experienced when I first got there. So we can do that with any experience, but it requires paying attention to how we're thinking and how we're framing a situation. I'll give you another example of a man I worked with once who built skyscrapers, literally. He was a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and he, it was uh, this time of year, actually. It was April, and he comes barreling into my office cursing. I can't tell you what he said. Uh, and I said, what in the world is going on? And he said, I got to pay a million dollars in taxes. That's what's going on. And I, I don't usually ask this question, but I said, well, how much did you make this year? And he mumbled something like 10 or 15 million or 20 million. I don't remember what it was. But this was an impover- a rich man leading an impoverished life simply by, because of his outlook, his perspective. We can change our perspective, and that's, that's the most powerful thing we have. So, yes, you can go back and, and re-experience that escalator or anything else in life that you want to. And we actually have a name for that in, in uh, psychology. We call them resources. Thinking of a time when I, I was happy and, and uh, calm and confident. And uh, again, when I was in my C-spot, you can recreate th- th- that in your mind and re-experience those uh, emotions, those feelings. Uh, I, and that, that puts you in your C-spot. I cried because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. And yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. it's, everything is, it, is relative that way. Um, you have on your website, uh, brianrobinsonbooks.com, Brian spelt with a Y, uh, you have a, a quiz people can take. How chill right. are you? Yeah. Mine came out to be, uh, my chill mode was hot. Hot? Needle, sorry, 
Chill Needle was hot. I, I can't even read my own writing. That's how that's how I could completely was not in the present moment, but it was not good. Let, let's just put it that way. So like going over some of the some of the things that you ask in, in this is uh, I prefer to do most things rather than ask for help. I'm very impatient. Um, I stay busy and keep many irons in the fire. And I think later on, you asked the question about I keep working even when everyone else is gone. Yeah. So. I need help. What do you need help with? Well, I think we all need help. I think we, <laughs> we all need help. I, I, does it, I, it may sound strange, but I enjoy being busy and I enjoy working and I enjoy, uh-huh. you know, getting things done before a deadline. Oh, yeah. I do but, too. But at the same time, that's not chill. Well, it can be. You know what? There's the, you know, I used to be a relentless workaholic. I mean, I would sneak work with my family. I would hide it like an alcoholic sneaking a bottle. And when everybody would go for a walk on the beach, I would pretend I was going to sleep and I'd pull out the work just like an alcoholic sneaking a drink. Um, I was driven. Okay. You don't sound like you're driven. Uh, And let me tell you the difference. I love my work too, and I do a I do a lot of things, but I'm drawn. There is a difference, and again, drawn is the parasympathetic, driven is the sympathetic. It's ah, the balance. I never thought about that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I have to. I don't feel like I must. I don't mm-hmm. feel like uh, like today. I woke up Mondays is my day uh, to do whatever I want to do. And I knew that you and I would be talking, but that's the only thing I have scheduled today. And I can breathe and stretch. And uh, so I'm making choices uh, instead of letting life choose things for me. So being drawn is when you're, again, in the present moment, you're, you're more relaxed, you're calmer, you're clear-minded, you're confident, you're courageous, you have more of these C words going for you. Um, And when you live from that place, here's the beauty of it. It's amazing what life brings back to you. Yeah, I was going to say, we we sort of feel the only way we can survive is if we make it happen. That 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 is it. But I myself have learned that that you know pulling back, withdrawing, not withdrawing, but but pulling back and allowing life to happen, it literally is that saying, don't sweat the small stuff. And uh, the universe will provide. Okay, this is not some magic that's happening. No. The universe indeed does provide because you're just much more open. Yeah, exactly. And if you notice, these C words are all open. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, curiosity, compassion, clear-minded. It's all just open, just and, and ready to accept whatever. But because also having the confidence to know you'll be able to handle it. So we may be missing things because we're so busy and so driven. Absolutely. We may be simply missing all these things that could provide for us because we're we're, we're looking too much ahead. Exactly. Uh, The other part is is guilt. Uh, In fact, I think you have a question about that in, in your quiz. We get guilty if we're not busy. We feel guilty if we're not busy. We feel guilty about being happy when someone else 
is not. In fact, I've noticed that during the lockdown that I almost have this guilt if I laugh at something out in front of other people or smile or crack a joke, I feel, ooh, I, I, I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, right. Well, uh, you're bringing up something I could speak about for another hour, but uh, guilt, <laughs> <laughs> guilt is uh, what we would call in, in psychotherapy a part, a part of us. Most people have it. And it can sometimes just take over and blend with us and we don't even realize it's there. But this is a tool that everybody can use. And, it, and it's really, these tools are simple, but profound. That's what I love about them. They're so simple. But simply talking to your guilt will help you separate from it. Uh, not trying to get rid of it or steamroll over it or debate it, but simply acknowledging its presence is powerful. And there's data coming out of University of Michigan and Michigan State showing when we talk to our parts, and I know we used to say people that talk to themselves are crazy. That's totally reversed now. When I talk to my parts, and I practice this, and I also teach it to my clients, uh, then I start to feel like it's almost like I'm talking to you, Kevin, and, and, and I don't feel that guilt inside me, but I, I know it's there. It's with me, but it's not me. It's not in my C-spot. Because when guilt takes over, it, it affects how we see and experience life. It, it actually distorts it. And so we, instead of allowing ourselves to have, to be grateful for not having COVID or for having technology when other people don't, um, it, 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 it's the whole idea of the gratitude exercise or, or being grateful uh, instead of feeling guilty. It, and again, those the 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 guilt is sympathetic, and grateful is the parasympathetic, because they create two different experiences on the inside. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. my guilt's going to make me feel bad, right? My gratitude is going to make me feel good, positive. And uh, we need guilt to a point, or everybody will be out fornicating in the street and robbing banks. So. We, we need a certain amount of, you know, what is culturally right and wrong or morally right and wrong, but too much of it uh, eclipses our C-spot and we, we're not able to live fully in the present moment. Isn't that true? It, it, it's so many of the things that are important, like, like, you know, yes, guilt has its yeah. place. Negative feelings have their yeah. place. They teach us. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. I always argue that stress and anxiety is fine. It's perfect. It, it's oh, actually, absolutely. it's your check engine we, light. It, it's I'm saying to you. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, uh, scientists call this the negativity bias. Mother Nature wired you and me and everybody listening with a negativity bias. What that means is um, I'm more likely to, if I'm going to experience something that's uncertain or new, I'm more likely to have a negative uh, uh, prediction than a positive prediction. Mm -hmm. Now, that's because uh, we're on the lookout on some level. Our lizard brain, well, the base of the brain, the primitive brain, is on the lookout for threat. And if it wasn't, we would be so naive, we wouldn't be able to make it through one day. So we have to have a certain amount of uh, awareness and hypervigilance. If, if you're driving on the freeway, if you're walking to your car at night in a parking deck, 
uh, you, you want to have that part paying attention, especially with what, you know, the societies we're living in now uh, to survive. But most people want a life that's more than just survival. So the negativity bias keeps us safe and helps us uh, survive, but it doesn't make us happy. And so it's the C spot, living from the C spot, that brings the those the joy and the excitement and the giddiness that you mentioned. And that can be developed. It can be developed. Sorry, continue. I, I interrupted you there. No, I was just going to say, oh. uh, through these micro-chillers, uh, it helps us live more from that place so that it becomes more automatic. You know, there's some people who, well... I'll give you an example. I had a woman, I was on a national panel with her and she organized it and had never done it before. And I sent her, I really wanted to encourage her because she did a great job. And I sent her an email and I said, you were dope. That was, it was blah, 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 blah. And she emailed me back. And she said, when I read your email, I thought you said I was a dope. You're a dope. <laughs> a dope. But you know what? That told me so much about her comp lack of confidence that she heard something I didn't say. Um, and so we carry that negativity with us and we, I call it the zoom lens of a camera. We zoom in on the threat and we lose the big picture. And part of living from your C-spot is putting on the wide angle lens mm -hmm. and seeing the big picture. That's where you see possibilities, you see hope, you see solutions. If I if I'm going to have the zoom lens and focus on the threat, all I see is a problem and how I'm going to, what am I going to do about it? It's, so. a, it's interesting too, because the C spot leads me to another C word. I, I know that, yeah. you know, it, it, right now, one of the biggest problems we have is that connection between the, the sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system. We're just allowing that to, to, to flow freely and have, have taken yeah. ourselves out of the middle. But you're yeah. talking about another C word and that is, Control, taking back yeah. control. Yeah. Control in the sense of uh, being aware of what we can control and what we can't and focus on what we can control. Uh, too often, we try to control things we can't and it just makes it, it increases our stress for one thing and makes us miserable. But it's interesting when we accept what we can't control and focus on what we can it brings serenity and peace and calm. Again, it moves us into our C spot. That, that's, uh, you know, that serenity prayer that yeah. a lot of people probably know about. Um, but that's powerful. That gives us a lot of power to be able to uh, make a choice of how we, of what we focus on. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it up here because uh, I just want to get the wording correct because I can never put them in, in the right order. But uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Wow, you could you could make a minute meditation just out of reading that over and over yeah, again. Exactly, and and you just said what I was about to say. Uh, it's more than just reading it once. It's kind of contemplating each word. It's just so powerful that you read it over and over. So almost, well, it is a prayer in, mm -hmm. in its own way. Uh, but it really um, can bring a lot of calm and, and uh, hope. And it doesn't, uh, it's not even religious. Prayer. It doesn't even have no, to be religious. That, these, right. 
you know, now that I look at that, you know, I, I, it's like you say, I am looking at it a little differently right now. Just uh-huh. that prayer, uh-huh. you know, man, yeah, I could sit and read that for a minute or two over and over and over and contemplate it. Right. You know what it does? It takes us out of the zoom lens of the camera and puts us into the wide angle lens. Mm-hmm. And as you just, you just saw that differently from, uh, from what you normally see. I just want to point that out, like the escalator. <laughs> you just had that experience, which is great. Um, but when we uh, we see we see things differently, again, our perspective changes everything when we put on that wide-angle lens. Like, for example, it's easy for me to complain about what I don't have and what I've been trying to get and I can't get, and whether it's material or a relationship or a job. But if I focus on, well, let me put on my wide-angle lens and look at what all the blessings I have. Again, this is not religious necessarily. It's simply, it's spiritual though, uh, because most of us have blessings we don't really realize or we're not paying attention to. And once you do that, you feel a change on the inside. You feel happier and calmer. And again, this all adds up over time. So it becomes more your automatic way of being in the world when you practice these things. There's one more thing I wanted to mention. Yes, please. Uh, just another example of a, uh, a chiller, a micro chiller is uh, if, if I ask you, Kevin, to list your shortcomings. Oh, I got you a be few. Able, yeah. A few? I bet yeah, you I got could a few. List, <laughs> if you're like me, you could list two or three pages. Yes. What if I ask you to list your tall comings? I've never heard it called a tall coming, but I like that. Uh, that's yeah. a great term. Um, it would be a much shorter list, much shorter. And I'd be spending a little bit more time thinking about it. And I would be embarrassed to tell you. So, well, the first, that was a lot. The first thing though, that I'm aware of is, uh, you didn't, you don't know what a tall coming is. It's a word I made up. There is no such word. I love it. Yeah. But again, it brings balance to your life. Think about how quickly we think of, again, this is the negativity bias that Mother Nature wired us with. It's easy to think about our shortcomings, but if I ask people to think about their tall comings, the first thing is, I don't, I've never heard that. What is it? And the second is, well, uh, gosh, uh, I'm going to have to think about that for a minute. Um, But if you get in the habit of throwing modesty out the window and being able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm smart, uh, or I'm, compassionate and I'm resourceful and I'm clever and uh, you start to feel better because that again is your parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, Brian, don't, don't brag. Stop bragging. You know that, I mean, isn't that what we're taught ever since we we were kids, whether it's from our parents, whether it's from a teacher, whether it's from, from, from work colleagues. Oh, good Lord. You know, you're bragging. You must be humble. And uh, you know, and, and, but you know, we were taught a lot of things that have damaged us. We were taught that don't brag. Uh, Self-sacrifice is a virtue, uh, which we reversed that whole idea that self-sacrifice is a virtue. Because now we talk about the airplane metaphor of the oxygen mask. It goes on yourself first, not your child. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and that's true with, even if you don't have a child, if I don't take care of myself first, nobody else can do it on the planet. I'm the only one. 
That's not selfish. That's self-care. So we've reversed our thinking. We used to say you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Now we know neuroplasticity. We can learn till the day we croak. Whether you're 90 or 100, it doesn't matter. We never stop learning. And um, there's so many of those that we were taught. Like the Puritan work ethic is, uh, uh, and that's why it's so hard for people to relax. So, but we're reversing a lot of these old dinosaur beliefs. Uh, and that's what's helping people become fully who they are. Well, I hope everyone takes a, a, a microchiller today. And I really think the interesting thing about, about microchillers, and I, I know you say you have a whole arsenal of them, is uh-huh. I think it, when you get good at these, you could start making up your own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great, I love that. I love what you just said. It's that, so true. That's amazing. Because your creativity is going to start to get tapped more. Yeah. And it, yeah, you you'd be able to make up all kinds of great. And you tailor it more for for your lifestyle and your life and your home yeah. and, and your work. Um, Brian Robinson. Uh, he is at brianrobinsonbooks.com. That's B-R-Y-A-N, brianrobinsonbooks.com. His latest book, Chill, Turn Off Your Job and Turn On Your Life, of which Alanis Morissette said you saved her life. I know. She goes around telling people that all the time. I get calls. People say, Alanis Morissette was on Howard Stern talking about how much you saved her life. Yeah, she's, she's a, a wonderful woman. She really Baba is. booey, baba booey. Yeah, because she, <laughs> she was addicted to work. Yes, she was. And uh, she read a lot of my work, and it, she said it really helped her. And Have so you spoken to her? Met. Oh, yeah, many times. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. She just uh, uh, debuted an incredible Broadway show, and she invited me to opening night. It's called Jagged Little Pill. And it was Uh nominated for a Tony. I don't know if it won or not, but for best play. It's one of the best things I've ever seen on Broadway. Wow, okay. Uh, I can't, Jagged Little. It's called Jagged Little Pill. It's her 1995 hit. She won all those Grammys. Uh, nominated for 15 like, Tony Awards in 2015. Oh, just just a yeah, few. I know. <laughs> did, did Jagged Little Pill win a Tony for the, for the 74? Jagged Little received 15 nominations, the most of any show in the season. Um, it, I think it, it, from the sounds of it, award. Oh, Best Book of a Musical did win a Tony. Also won Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, that's well. If it's good enough for Alanis Morissette, it's good enough for me. Thank you very that's much right. for this. And Alanis Morissette Cana- is a Canadian. Yes, she I is. All you guys know. Yeah, yeah. she is. <laughs> um, and, and and so is Justin Bieber. But we're sorry about that. Um, uh. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just pissed off all the Justin Bieber fans uh, out there. Oh <laughs> <well>, yeah. <laughs> um, this is this has been an, this time has absolutely flown by, and the fact that you have allowed me into your Monday morning when you say that that is sort of your time that you have set aside uh, for yourself. I'm, I'm quite honored by that. And I very, very much appreciate that. Well, I will tell you this, talking about this replenishes me. It reminds me of what's important. So it, uh, it's a pleasure for me to be able to talk to you. Wonderful. I really All enjoyed right. it. Uh, Brian with a Y, Brian Robinson, uh, books.com. Thank you for this and uh, chill out, dude. Yep. I'm sorry, that was horrible. <laughs> Next time on The Happy Molecule. 
you told me you started hurting yourself. What what age was that? Um, about thirteen. About thirteen. What, what were you doing? Um, I was cutting myself and burning myself. And did you do this on your own? Did you see or hear about it? Um, I think I like saw about it on like the social media website Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And then I started using it as a coping mechanism. What did it provide for you? Sorry? What did it do for you? Um, well, it, I think the reason I did it was because it was like taking my emotional pain and turning it into physical pain, which was like taking away from the emotional aspect. But obviously that was not a healthy way to cope. A new occasional feature, my story, next time on The Happy Molecule. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Please consider subscribing to this podcast and also check out The Happy Molecule Extra at thehappymolecule.com. There you'll find a link to a video version of this episode. Be able to join the conversation about mental health, learn about our Facebook Live show, and get a preview of upcoming episodes. You can email us at thehappymolecule at gmail.com. I'm Erin Davis, wishing you good mental health.